0: We are so thrilled that you have joined us today again in this amazing week of Global Bookkeeping Week. My name is Rob Marshall. I am the General Manager of Community Engagement and Education, and I'm really thrilled that we again today can bring about some insights into bookkeeping from, yet again, a different perspective. We've got a special guest, a very special guest. I'm really, really looking forward to this opportunity to have a chat with him today, his name is Sam Allott and he is the CEO of Reckon. Sam Allott, welcome to the ICB News Channel.
1: Thanks very much, Rob. Really pleased to be here and particularly in Global book te- Bookkeeping Week. Uh, thrilled to be here and, and participating. Hopefully I can add some value to your podcast today.
0: It is a bit of a mouthful, that one, Global Bookkeeping <laughs> Week. I've had to practice it in the shower a few times over the last few days just to make sure I've got it right. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it is wonderful and we're... Very thankful for the relationship that um, the ICB has with Reckon. So for the listeners uh, tuning in, you're probably well aware of of Reckon being a, a, a fantastic accounting software opportunity in the marketplace and with some uh, a wide range or a bit of a suite of products that uh, are used on a daily basis for small business and Sam gets the... Uh, the the opportunity, I suppose, to lead a a team here. Where where is the team base to start off with, Sam?
1: Look, we are all around Australia and and we've got a few team uh, in New Zealand, but predominantly we've found headquarters is in North Sydney. We've always had around 100 staff and that's where I'm recording this with you today uh, from. So, yeah, North Sydney is head office, but we we seem to have team members, as most businesses do today, all around the country and uh, throughout New Zealand as well.
0: And you were telling me, or oh, we've had a couple of
1: chats recently, you're an Adelaide boy. Um, yeah, very, very proud. So I grew up in Adelaide, although I, this is showing my age. I have worked out I've been outside of uh, Adelaide or South Australia now as long as I grew up there. So I left when I was about 19, ended up in, uh, in London for a few years. And, and since then, I, I have been based in Sydney and, and love it. And that, that's, where, that's where my family is today.
0: And talking of all things Adelaide, uh, the, uh, the prince, princess of Adelaide or well, the queen of Adelaide, we'll call her, Amanda Linton, the CEO of the ICB, is also joining us today on the ICB News Channel podcast. It's great to have you as always, Amanda, and the last couple of days have been a real ride and we're in for another one today.
2: They've been great. Thanks, uh, Rob. It's great to be joining everyone again today. And Sam, welcome. It's going to be great to have a chat.
1: Thanks very much, Amanda. And and since we were talking about Adelaide, and uh, we can just get the plug in that. Amanda and I both support the uh, the Adelaide Crows, the mighty oh, Adelaide we're not, Crows. We're we'll not
0: just get going there. we that in early, Rob, shall nah. we? this is a fa- family friendly program. <laughs> we're not we're not going there either. We're <laughs> yeah, moving right along. We're <laughs> moving right along. So, um, Amanda, um, I know that uh, you've had. Uh, along with me, had an experience recently of going along to, and I'm um, hoping I'm going to get this right with Sam uh, right here recording with us, Reconnect or Re- Reconnect I Re- think was Reconnect, the name of Reconnect, the conference. Reconnect,
1: it was a very, yep. very good catchy name for our yes. conference this year. Yeah, yeah.
0: Reconnect. <laughs> um, Amanda, over to you with uh, some recollections of that perhaps.
1: Yeah, look, it was
2: a really great event and, um, you know, Right, you know, as we know, Reckon's a smaller player in the market, Sam, than, um, than some of the others. But uh, Rob and I both commented after being at the event just how lovely it felt, like how much of a, a commitment that we could tangibly feel that Reckon actually has to their partner community. and um, And so that was something really special that we haven't seen for a lot of years. So it was great to be involved and thank you for asking us to be a part of that. But if we kind of leverage off some of the um, the things that were spoken about at that event and um, a little bit more broadly, in your opinion, what are some of the recent trends that you're seeing that are impacting small business and how do you think they've influenced the strategies that um, bookkeepers now come up with to support their clients?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, firstly, it was great to have you both attend our Reconnect conference. We, we loved having you there and it was awesome to get uh, our 150 150- Partners together again. And, and as you say, Amanda, we, we've really, we do talk about a wreck and family. Um, we've, we've been supplying accounting and payroll software in Australia now for 30 years. We've been listed throughout many of that. Um, and so you say we, we might not be the biggest. It's not about being the biggest to us, it, it, it's about having great relationships, and that's both with our end small business clients but also with the bookkeeping and accounting fraternity and our partners, and we've got over 6,000 partners, uh, and we've always spoken about it as a family. So we've been doing this for a long time, and certainly I've had a great personal career in in, in Reckon for a long time. So I plan to be here, and I know Reckon's gonna be around uh, providing our services, which is, is software, but it's not just software, it's also training and support to our client base and our community. But to your question, about change. Well, I think if you listen to anyone talk about change now, you'll hear about how constant change is and how rapid change is happening. And and so obviously we could talk about the obvious ones, and I will, technology change, AI, ro- robotic automation and, and machine learning, um, but I add on top of that compliance change uh, and then add on top of that and think about any macro events. And so obviously... We've, we've had a global pandemic, and I, and I like to use the word had because we've moved through that now, but that has definitely got lasting effects on how people do business and, and interoperate. And then the horrifics of wars, and I, I certainly don't want to delve into that, but when when there are some of the horrific scenes we're seeing around the world play out, and they not only disrupt um, business sentiment, but they also can disrupt supply chains, and, and, and people can have staff, colleagues, family, et cetera, working in these overseas locations. So change is constant um, and what we're seeing is that change is, is very, very rapid. So it's moving you know, faster than it's ever moved before because we're so empowered with technology and everything coming together. So what are the biggest changes we're seeing? Certainly in technology, um, Everyone really has embraced the hybrid workforce. I I know we have at, at Reckon. So what we're talking about a lot is mobility. The ability to be sitting anywhere, but have full access and secure, like really data secure access to your business systems and information and to be able to interact with your staff. So we're seeing a big change and a big swing to mobile, particularly for small businesses. They're out on the road, they're travelling to and from meetings, and they need access. And it used to be access on a laptop, and then it was on an iPad, and now it's on a mobile phone. And, I I mean, we're really strong in payroll. I'll I'll just use this as a tangent example if I can. But because of single-touch payroll and all the changes around payroll – We've not only invested and upgraded our web version and cloud version of payroll, but we've also got a complete mobile version. Now, I couldn't imagine going and running a payroll on your mobile phone, but we've got <laughs> thousands of users and in fact a growing, growing user base of not only SMEs, small SMEs, but partners who are using that mobile payroll version to submit payroll and, and do it on the go, basically. So we're seeing a big change in, in mobility, I think that small businesses have been impacted by a large compliance change over over a number of years now, Not, not just the last 12 months, but we've most recently seen, again, payroll, single touch payroll, and we saw single touch payroll one, and then single touch payroll two. And these are legislated changes that every small business has to adapt and adopt. And therefore we have a role as a software provider and our bookkeeping community to understand those changes implement them into our technology, educate the market. So compliance has been a big change and single-touch payroll was actually on the back of uh, SuperStream and they're now talking e-invoicing, albeit e-invoicing is is not mandated or, or, or a long way from being mandated. So constant change. Uh, a lot of it has, has been around technology, but I think compliance has changed for SMEs and therefore bookkeepers, again, in their... In their role, have had to really adapt to both of those over the last few years.
2: I was just going to say, Sam, the um you know the level of learning and investment in professional education of professional bookkeepers in the last four years in particular has been pretty significant for all the reasons that you've actually just indicated, yeah which clearly has kept Rob and his team pretty busy over the course of the last four years.. Yeah. Um, and no doubt um, you know, for you as a software company as well. So how have you found the engagement by the professional bookkeeper community in, in understanding how the technology plays such an important part of how this change yeah. and evolution happens? Great
1: question. Well, first of all, credit to yourself and to Rob for the education program that the ICB rolls out. I mean, any event that we can participate in, we do. And, and as an organisation, you, you guys do a great job in that education. We see it as a critical part that we need to deliver as well. It's not good enough just being a software provider. If people don't understand what the. So we talk about jobs to be done. And, and so the software essentially is a tool to help a job to be done. You know, people don't actually want to buy a shovel, they want to dig a hole. Yeah, that's the job to be done. That's the most simple <laughs> that's way to so it. true. So, so people don't go out to think, I'm going to need to to go and set up a chart of accounts and enter ins and debits and credits, but they do need to know their numbers. Um, so so whilst we've got a big focus on jobs to be done, the thing about jobs to be done and our tool being our accounting and payroll software being a tool is educating around it, and yeah. and take single touch payroll. Um, I don't have the stats to hand, but but we're talking over 50,000 attendees to our single touch payroll webinars, seminars, conferences that we ran around the country. And some of those were face-to-face, uh, sort of pre, pre-COVID pre and then post-COVID. Many of them were online. Um, and and it's, been, it's been huge, Amanda. Sam, um,
0: 1494 is a number that comes into my head, okay? That's when it all started, bookkeeping. And uh, professional bookkeepers were... Were introduced. Well, they weren't introduced back then, but we were. We were privy to have a man called Luca Pacioli bring into play our uh, our profession. Fourteen in the 1490s. We're uh, 500 odd years on from that, and probably what you've just called out—that change piece in our in our space—amazingly has probably been more in the last 40 years than in the previous 400 400 yeah. years. Um, we have seen so much, and you've just sort of chronicled a lot of that. Um, it is constant. It, it keeps changing, but it's changing faster than ever before in history. So I guess my question is leading on from that, as professional bookkeepers, what, what opportunities do, to rec, do reckon recognise as being there to capitalise on in the coming years, that, that change changes has brought about but now creates those opportunities.
1: Yeah. First of all, what was that year, 1494?
0: Yeah, I'm going 1494. I hope I've Brilliant. got it right. I only oh, no. taught it for about 15 years but uh, we'll check that one out later. So, no, 1494.
1: I, mean, <laughs> I, I would say there, so so surely, and, and I think this is a known fact, one of the oldest professions in the world. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a reason for that. It's a reason that it is one of the oldest professions because it was required back then and it's just as required today, in today, and it's going to be required tomorrow and well into the future. And that's where I think, uh, you know, I, I'm not a bookkeeper per se, but I've worked in this industry for 24 years. My friends and colleagues and partners are bookkeepers, and I think it's a very exciting industry to be in and and probably doesn't often get the credit that, that bookkeepers deserve because, and, and maybe I oversimplify things, but people have required accurate record keeping or bookkeeping forever and a day. So it was as important, not 500, 100 years ago as it is today. And it doesn't matter how much we move forward the needle in terms of technology and automation. A, a, the bookkeeper is still at the forefront. And and any bit of technology or decision-making that a business owner can make is only as good as that record-keeping, the accurate data. And again, don't get me wrong, automation plays a big role in that and can help with things like bank data feeds live and connected and other robotic learning and and auto-coding. Super important to automate and streamline things, but it's the bookkeeper still looking at it, understanding it, making sure it's accurate, fixing those errors, um, and implementing those systems, so it's it's always been a critical industry, and and, and I think it, it will be for many many years. You talk about op- opportunities. I, the 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 question, Rob. I, I think there's so many opportunities for bookkeepers. So yeah, yeah. I, I really think first of all, we talk about automation. Um, you know, we all know the the Gartner bell curve of adoption. The reality is, the things that we're talking about in technology today are probably at the tipping point, whereas there's still so much adoption for things that have been available for many, many years. And I think bookkeepers can help small business owners adopt technology, streamline their processes, automate some efficiencies. I'm not talking about AI, by the way. I'm talking about technologies and tools that have been available for many, many years that current business owners haven't adopted yet. So there's still a huge um, streamlining efficiency process that bookkeepers can look to a, a, a adopt and help their business owners. And then I think they're right there at the forefront with, with their clients. They, they've got their finger on on the pulse. Here's a little funny buy story, if I may. I, mm, or just cut it, it out if this doesn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so my wife runs a an online gift store, runs a small business at home. Now, of course, she uses Reckon One. And guess, guess who does do her books? Yes, the uh. CEO of Reckon. <laughs> but I do it for a number of reasons. One, numbers are a passion I genuinely enjoyed and, and did, do have a, a, a basic accounting background. But two, I really like to use our systems and make sure I understand how they work and, and, and how they're performing and, and the features of them. But the simple fact of me catching up on the bookkeeping for Stacey's business When I do that, I have a really great insight into her business. Not that we've sat down over dinner that night, she's given me the last month or or couple of weeks update and this client did this and this supplier did this and I paid over for this and under for that and I had this great sale. But as soon as I was capturing the data, I could see that in the business. And then we can have a very accurate up-to-date chat about, well, here's some levers you can pull, here's some opportunities in your business um, here's, did you know if you actually bought more of that stock up front, you're going to get a better margin down, down the track? Or did you know that client that you might think is your best, you don't make a lot of money from that client and maybe we need to cut them out of the business. So a funny example to say I've, I've certainly learnt in working on my wife's business in, in the books that when I'm looking at those numbers, you, you, you're so intimately involved in the business as much as sitting down having a, having a chat and, and again, it's the requirement of the capturing of that data, requirement of understanding that information that then empowers me as, as the bookkeeper per se to work with the business owner and make some really cool strategic decisions.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a really important call-out, isn't it, about the importance of building relationships Yeah, um, and the fact of, you know, trying to combat some of this conversation around AI is going to destroy the <laughs> destroy the world, where in fact we're actually saying, same as you, Sam, that, um, you know, no, actually it's just putting us right in the centre of it all. Um, like you, I look after the, I do the bookkeeping for my husband's business, you know, and that's my way, again, of just keeping my hand in what's going on. Um, we don't usually have too many of those conversations, as you said, around the dinner yeah. table as well. But it's just, you know, the ability to um, the ability to keep your hand in it. And I think, in when you when we have roles like you and I do, where we're helping to guide the broader industry, still to be able to have our finger on what the practicalities of the application of bookkeeping are is still super important. Yeah. But that kind of leads me into my next question for you. Um, when we're talking about relationships and developments, um, we know that partnerships can be a, a really powerful growth strategy for. Any business, doesn't matter whether it's big or small, and, you know, as I said, the relationships that we tend to have with people tend to follow us through our careers in a lot of cases, but why do you think this holds particularly true for, for the bookkeeping industry and, therefore, how does that then impact the literally millions of small business owners that, yeah. as a collective industry, that we look after?
1: Yeah, great question. I think partnerships ha- have always been critical for the whole bookkeeping network and I think they're more critical today and will be going forward because of that speed of change. So first yep. of all, I I, I think of partnerships, let's take the obvious ones. The partnership of the bookkeeping community and the ICB as a member organization. Brilliant. The partnership of the bookkeeping advisor community and Reckon as a software provider and educator and training facilitator. Excellent. Those two are critical and, and I think most bookkeepers would think of them as, as the obvious one. And they can work with both of our organisations for training, education, upskilling, CPD hours, um, lead generation, you know, so they might find new clients through there. I would like the bookkeeping community to understand the importance of partnerships outside of the obvious ones. And I would think of things like, first of all, within the network, so other bookkeepers, not just the bodies supporting other bookkeepers, but other bookkeepers so that you can bounce ideas, share ideas, share challenges, talk about the fact that, you know, we're, we're going far from just bookkeeping into actual psychology with some clients and, and helping them. And that's been spoken about for a long time, but you, you need friends and peers to be able to, 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 to take you through that. And then the other thing is, I, I, as we were just saying, the bookkeeper is such at the heart of a business they should have relationships with other industries. So what about relationships with uh, legal professionals? What about relationships with HR expertise? So that not only supporting me or, or the bookkeeper in that case, but actually so that they could connect their business clients with a wider network and say, hey, you should speak to this legal firm, this HR advisor, this business coach, this supplier, and, and I really think they can expand their partnership outside of just those obvious ones.
2: Look, they can. And and I think it's a really important call out. A couple of things off the back of what you've just said, which just to reiterate that I think is um, is the fact that we can't be everything to everyone. Yeah. Uh, we, we like to think that we're, we kind of know it all in personal experience. I think if you hit that point, then it's time to shift up the game and maybe look at doing something else because, as you say, the rate of change is just so dramatic. Yeah. Um, But also, too, leveraging off that, an amazing piece of advice that I know I got in very early in my business career, Sam, was about the importance of partnerships and relationships and the fact that it isn't just those obvious ones that we talk about, but, you know, being able to surround ourselves with a knowledge base that actually helps not only us develop and us grow but, you know, also for the ultimate benefit of our clients at the end of the day. And the, the comment given to me was um, never be the smartest person in the room but always be the wisest. And to me that wisdom is knowing what we don't know but surrounding ourselves with the people who do. Yeah. And so that, you know, that piece of advice has served me extremely well over the years, I have to say. It, it,
1: that's a great saying.
0: Love it. Yep, love it, love it. We, we're we're going to have to start winding down. Um, Amanda could um, get into sage mode and really take us in a whole new, you know, dimensional. Oh, new direction. And, yeah, <laughs> love it, absolutely love it. We, uh, we we have a lot of listeners who tune in, Sam, who are um, business owners, but we we refer to them as bookkeepers in their own right. They're mums and dads who do, like you said, sit around the table of a nighttime time and actually open the mail and do the books. And yep. I don't know if you open a lot of mail these days. I suppose they open the email. Um, and we celebrate all forms of bookkeeping and that's what we're doing in Global Bookkeeping Week, whether you're a professional bookkeeper or you're a bookkeeper in employment. In other words, you're working for you know some business owners and um, doing the books, your value is immense, as you called out earlier. I'm glad that Reckon recognise that and, and do a, a fantastic job. And, and Amanda called it earlier. We sat at a conference recently where that became really clear, that connection that you guys have with bookkeepers, whether they be business owners or professional bookkeepers or maybe even student bookkeepers coming in, yeah. was really tangible. There are a lot of challenges, though. Um, for bookkeepers and the profession um, moving forward. And we, we've talked a little bit about change and about how we can utilise change from that perspective. But I guess for a business owner who's a bookkeeper, a professional bookkeeper, a student bookkeeper, staying informed is probably one of the most important things in our world. Yeah. How, how does Reckon see that? How is he... How is the process of staying informed and adapting and planning, I guess, um, viewed through the eyes of Reckon?
1: Yeah. I, th- I think, well, first of all, we, we see it as a key role that we have to play, and, and that is in education, partnership, uh, and being one of those colleagues at the table with the bookkeeping profession. And, and as we said earlier, change is constant. It's not only over technology, and, and we, we obviously focus on that. And every bit of our technology change we educate on and, and certify bookkeepers on and train them. But it's it's more than just the technology, it's compliance change, it's environment change, it's it's generational change. And and we really see a role in in committing and, and supporting the community in, in that education and that, that mentorship and, and and being a peer. And I see the ICB doing that really well as well, Rob.
0: It, it's probably the biggest issue for the bookkeeping profession right now, the overwhelming nature of what is constantly coming. And, and I'm yeah. so glad yeah. that we've, as a collective, and more importantly, you today, have been willing to ch- to tackle that question and to say that change is constant. It is something that at times for a bookkeeper peddling out the back blocks of New South Wales somewhere or regional WA where I am or whatever, it can sometimes just come over you like a a wave of it being overwhelming. But we have so many ways that we can stay engaged. Yes. We've got so many ways that we can stay informed and we've got so many ways now that we can lean on the partnerships that you've spoke about, whether that be within the professional um, space, the association space, like we have, or the accounting software space that you you spend so much of your time, obviously, revolving around. So, yeah. I think I think that's really the call out that. I felt at ReConnect Re- and, you know, even the term itself, ReConnect, Re- ReConnect was was so clever. Uh, kudos to your marketing people or whoever came up with that. Are you going to claim it? No, or, I'm not uh, going to claim it. it
1: no. I was very close, but no, no, the marketing <coughs> definitely can, can have
0: that. So we're going to wrap this episode up. Love to always give our guests the final word. Um, I'm going to call out that... It was Luca Pacioli in 1494, not Rob Marshall in 1494. I can, you know, That's hear different. a few listeners going, uh, "Was that you that invented bookkeeping, Rob?" No, 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 not that old. I'm old, but I'm not that <laughs> old. So we'll just call that one out. Check it out, Luca Pacioli, 1494. I reckon I've got it right, Sam. But oh, we'll, I have got to check it out. That, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give I'll give you the last word, and also Amanda the chance to to, to tune in as well. Time time in.
1: <laughs> i think we've I, I think I think we've covered it really well. the change is constant um, I think what I want to say i think it's a really cool profession and i don't think it gets the kudos that it needs and when when I say the profession there's those who are professionally a full time bookkeeper working with many, many small business clients. And as you said, Rob, and I think Amanda alluded to, there's also bookkeepers who might not have chosen to be a bookkeeper, but then are supporting their husband, wife, partner, or their own business by doing bookkeeping. It's overwhelming the amount of change that, that's happening. That change isn't going anywhere. So, so leverage partnerships like your software provider, and hopefully that is Reckon, like an industry body, like the ICB. And you know what? There's a lot of other providers and partnerships out there other than ours that they can leverage because I think bookkeepers have been around since 1494 uh, <laughs> for forever and a day and the industry is not going anywhere. It'll go through change like we all do, but it's a very cool profession uh, and it should be celebrated more. And so yeah, really pleased to be amongst it in uh, in Bookkeeper's Week.
2: That's great. Thanks, Sam. And look, we think it's a pretty cool profession too. I've recently been involved with another meeting where someone sort of said, you know, oh, everyone loves to study accounting and bookkeeping. And my response was, yep, we're a special kind of a breed. Um, that <laughs> love the numbers. And, um, but you, your call out is, is um, exactly right. Uh, just on the support thing very quickly, Rob, I suppose what I'd like to say is, there are plenty of support networks around. We know a lot of bookkeepers and business owners work in a bit of a silo when it comes to bookkeeping in particular. And, you know, so I'm really encouraging people to leverage, you know, partnership um, partnerships like those with Reckon and the opportunity that, that, that those partners provide for bookkeepers to connect together or business owners to connect together. Uh, likewise, ICB, you know, we run 80-plus network meetings across the country every single month. Um, I'm sure there's one, you know, in an area close to you. And if there's not, put your hand up and we're happy for you to start one. Um, and, again, they're an opportunity just to come together as a group in the community and, as Sam alluded to, you know, just sort of bounce off the fact that that things do change and sometimes the challenges are technical and sometimes they're dealing with personalities that come into play. But um, but the call out about the consistent change uh, is is spot on and just reiterating the fact that organisations like ICB partner organisations that we have and partners that we value extremely like Reckon um, are also uh, in tune and engaged to keep people connected.
0: So this has been another wonderful episode of the ICB News Channel. It's been an absolute pleasure to have the CEO of Reckon, Sam Allett, join us today and, as always, the CEO of the ICB, the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, Amanda Linton, joining us. We want you to stay engaged with us all of this week. We look forward to you tuning in again tomorrow. If you're listening back to this down the track, we hope that you have also gained from um, this episode. I'm certainly certain that you will have. Um, please feel supported. Please feel valued because you are. And we, uh, we've we heard that today from two uh, very important people. So, Sam Allett, thanks for joining us today on the ICB News Channel. Thanks very much, Roland. Thanks very much, Amanda.
2: Thanks, Sam.